Hey, who do you think would win a fight? Well, what do you mean? Well, if you and I ever got into like a really serious fight, you know, and the punches started flying, who do you think would win? Well, I think that's pretty obvious. If you strike me down, I shall become more powerful than you can possibly imagine. The bat is dead. Bury it. Fight back! You coward, fight back! You just started a war. Dark fire will not avail you. Flame of Udun! Never give up. Never surrender. We must fight. You've always run away from a fight. Have not? You have so. Have not? You have so. Have not? You have so and you know it. What's up, Who Would Winners, and welcome to episode number 69 of the Who Would Win cast, the podcast that analyzes fictional fights between familiar faces. My name is Steve. Meowth, that's right. This is Chris. That was good. That was really good. It's Pokemon related. That's it. And we can't forget our special guest joining us here in the studio. You know him. You love him. He's been here before. He's back. He's going to eat our Pokemon. (laughs) It's Dan. Hey guys. Hey Dan. Welcome back, Dan. Glad to have you again. Thanks, Thanks for, for flying me. in just for this episode. Yeah, you flew in from where? Uh North Jersey's a long, long <laughs> long flight. Yeah. Oh, if it's if it's uh not international, we can't reimburse you for that. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think we can reimburse anybody for anything here. So what's going on? How is everybody? Dan's been a long time since you've been on the show. Yeah, I was trying to think what the last one I was here for. Was it um Home Alone a year ago? No. You, well, you, fi- you filled in because Chris oh, was away. Oh, when I was on uh, the bachelor party. Oh, right. What was that for? That was um... that was for uh, Who Would Win Comic Con Cosplay. Right. That was uh, Stephen Colbert versus Ben Wyatt. Ben, ben Wyatt. Wyatt. Yeah. That is correct. So it's been a little bit. I don't remember who won that one. Do you remember? Uh, you won. Oh, yeah. yeah. You won. Yeah. Not Usually good. when you're on, you do pretty good. Unless it involves Snorlax. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. How did he do in the um, in the tomato meter contest? Did we, how did he do in that? Uh, I don't know if he did that great. I think I got like fourth or fifth. I got I tied. I, I guess that's actually pretty. That's good. actually pretty good. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, you were one of the participants in that. Though I had like forty nine points, and I was like forty away from the. Was there any that you were really close on that you remember? I got one exactly, and I think that was Thor. Nice. It was like a ninety two. Right. Yeah. Cool. Well, welcome back. Thank you. Anything Thank you. New and exciting going on. I uh, don't think so, though I'm sure I'll probably look back on this and be like, oh, there was this, this, and this. <laughs> but no, nothing exciting. Got it. Well, I mean, thanks for being back. You have the more exciting news on your end. Um, we do have some exciting news. We might hold off a little bit just to finalize it. Of course. But we'll we'll leave it at that. Yeah. Chris, anything new with you? Uh, well, speaking of forgetting to talk about things, I forgot to tell you last week, I went to a baby class. You went to a baby class. It's a class about babies, not for babies. Okay. <laughs> you, like, learn about babies. Was it taught by a baby? Because I feel no. like a baby okay. class should be taught by babies. It was taught by an adult Okay, for adults about babies. That seems very one-sided. You don't really get the baby's perspective, I agree. But I think it's kind weird. of your only option when it comes to baby classes. So what was this whole baby class all about? Uh, Well, because my wife and I are expecting a child soon, we were going to learn about it. See how it works. Just like you guys didn't know like what what was going on and you just wanted to find out or No, they teach you a lot of helpful things about like labor and delivery time, hospital stuff. Okay. So it was very informative for that. Nice. What what is something you can share with the listeners? Something I can share. Like something you didn't know before that you were like, listeners. That makes a lot of sense or I didn't think about that. Um, or that's really good to know in case you're expecting while you're listening to our podcast. The coffee can was interesting, but that's kind of... Uh, so a coffee can is about 10 centimeters wide, which is what you dilate to. So Wow. Did that like blow your mind? Were you like, Jesus? Kind of. I was like, I'm glad I don't have to fit a baby inside of that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, can you do any like breathing right now? Because you got to go through the breathing you learn, right? Yeah, like, you, do learn, you do learn some breathing techniques. Which was your favorite technique? Well, the, f- is the only f- one technique, or is more? There's a whole bunch. They taught right? us. They taught us three. The first one, I would just call breathing. Okay. How and does you, that go? You take a deep breath in and then a deep breath out. Wow! So, you paid a hundred bucks for this class. <laughs> I could have told you that. I know that's that was that was the easy one though. Okay. The rest, the, the other ones were a little more involved. We like take a breath in and then breathe out in three parts. Three puffs. One third of your air at a time. Really. Do you have to do that, like you see in like movies so and stuff? So that's how the instructor did it. Okay. To kind was of was she pregnant? Not that I has know. Has she of. ever had a baby? Yes, I you think. Were, oh. 
She had two, I think. You think? Yeah. Okay. I was going to say, you might have gotten gypped here. I could have just walked in and taught this class. That would be funny to teach, like, a fake baby class where you just teach everybody <laughs> wrong stuff. <laughs> See what happens. <laughs> Make sure they sign something that they They're can't come be like, back and sue you. <laughs> yeah. Like, when your labor starts, you're going to want to jump up and down. <laughs> That's what really gets the baby going. Have gravity help you in yeah, the situation. Yeah, just stand up. Gravity will push it down. Have a bucket to collect the water from breaking. Use it to shower the next morning. That's how. That's good for your skin. Yeah, mm-hmm. exactly. A lot of uh, antioxidants. Oh, God. <laughs> well, I'm glad you had a very productive uh, baby class. Wait, that was the second. Was it the third? Oh, that's reading? right. We didn't do the third one. Thanks, Dan. No, you got to pay for the class. I'm not giving that up for free. <laughs> Aww. All right. All right. Fair enough. Well, it's good to have you all here. Uh, you just want to get right to it? Um, I'm good. You want to bring up? No? I'm good. All right, let's do it. So please remember, as always, if you have any ideas for any future matchups or scenarios, or if you'd just like to say hello, you can reach us through Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, and Gmail. You can also subscribe and leave us a ratings on iTunes or through our RSS feed on Podbean. Dan and or Chris, what are we talking about today? Pokemon. Oh, I just wanted to beat it. I wanted to beat Dan. <laughs> We're talking about Pokemon. Again. Again. Ba- we are back again Why could that Pokemon. be? Why would we have another Pokemon episode? Well, we could have talked about it because we had the Pokemon Go community event. Right, get, out of here. get out of here with that Pokemon Go. Yeah. No, I'm just kidding. This I, is your. You have the floor. No, Don't. I do. I do want to ask. Do anyone that actually listens? Do they still play? Because I still play, and I feel like the only person that still plays this. Which game. There's nothing wrong with if you still play. It's. I've heard there's a good amount of people who still play. So there is a weekend event coming up that you alluded to, right? This Saturday. It was uh, yesterday. What did you think of it? I. I didn't get to play in it because Aww. I was. Um, <clears throat> I did it earlier in the morning. No, the morning was great. I ran. I ran is that and why you went for a run on the boardwalk? It is exactly why I went for a run. <laughs> for anyone that's like curious, I exclusively started picking up running just so that I could hatch eggs faster. You are probably what the Pokemon Go creators really wanted out of this whole experience. They mm-hmm. wanted people to go outside. Yeah, I know that people like cheat and like put their phones on top of fans. And, like, they just tape it down. <laughs> That's and, such a good idea. And, and it hatches eggs faster because it's, like, it's constantly moving. I never thought of that. Yeah. And, like, I know people, like, put it on top of, like, their dogs or something like that. I, I, that I've heard of, yes. Um, so <laughs> I actually am a sucker and actually run. It's more rewarding that way. No, that's great. That's good for you. Yeah. So I heard there was a little bit of a community upset, like backlash about the event being like a limited time, one time only event to get. And it's like it ran for like four hours. What was the whole point of this event? So you had to be at certain. Fi- oh, I, it was like um, an anniversary, or it was some. Was it some special occasion? I I don't know if it was an anniversary or anything, but they were trying to release it so that you could have a Pikachu that learns surf, surfing Pikachu. Interesting. Yes. Okay. So the thing is, though, it was during a limited time on one day, and and it was limited to certain physical locations. So if you couldn't get there at that time, oh well. Mm-hmm. So that kind of stinks. I I thought that's unfortunate because they've done other timed events, but they usually give you weeks to do it. Yeah. So like over uh, Christmas, New Year's, they had it for like a whole week where you had the ability to get. Well, I came in stages. I'm not going to in-depth, but <laughs> they eventually after certain stages, you got you know double XP and double Stardust and yeah. All that stuff. All that stuff. Now, when are they going to get to the point where a Pokemon will follow you around? Like that happens in the game. So technically, it doesn't follow you around, but you do have a buddy. Ooh, a buddy. Yes. Who's, who's your buddy? Well, currently, it's a Larvitar. Larvitar's a good oh, pick. He's awesome. Ash did that too. It was like a Larvitar and Pikachu. Mm-hmm. All right, I like Larvitar. Yeah. So um, I had for a long time Dratini, but I, I got my Dragonite pretty powerful, so I'm like nice. I'm, I'm good now. Okay. Uh, now I can go to a Larvitar, so I can get you know a good uh, Tyranitar. Well, I'm glad you gotta, you're still you're still going at it. Yeah. Just got to get through that Pupitar first. <laughs> <laughs> He was horrible. Is that the second stage? Yeah. Uh, yeah. He's like a cocoon. Like Basically. Larva, pupa, tyranitar. tyranitar. You think and like it'd be like butter tar? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Maybe it didn't go well. Because many people think of butter, like me and Butterfingers. Right, probably. That's probably what it does. You have a thing for Butterfingers? Like whenever – do you listen to the show? Uh, Steve <laughs> believes that kidding. he doesn't like Butterfingers because the name butter in it makes him think of butter. So he thinks Butterfingers taste like butter. Yeah. Um, I think it's like a stick of butter – Dipped in chocolate. That's what I think of when I'm eating a Butterfinger. Mm. I know it's not, but 
I'm crazy. What can I say? I do like Butterfingers. I'm not a fan. But, like, Chris once gave me a Butterfinger and a modified Butterfinger wrapper. Yeah, I changed said, the name to try to see if that would help. Yeah. And? Didn't. No? No. It just said Buttfinger. So that might have contributed. I, I, thought, I thought of, like, poop. <laughs> so if I were to remove a Butterfinger from Butterfinger wrapper uh-huh. and handed it to you, you did not know it was Butterfinger. But the moment the I problem it, is, I know it was a Butterfinger. You'd have to go back in time before Steve heard of Butterfingers, exactly. then give him one without exactly. telling him the name. Correct. That's the only way then we maybe can. I'd like it more. Mm. Yes. That's why I actually submitted to NASA. Like when you invent a time machine, this is one of the things you should do with it. Forget, the forget, first thing. Forget killing Hitler. You know, yeah, because I, I actually had all these things. I was like, you don't want to mess with time too much. You don't right. want to kill people. You'll change too many things. Yeah. But if you change one man's hatred of Butterfingers, then you could change the world. And that's that's going to just be a positive effect. That's There's true. not a lot of you know butterfly effect type of stuff that could happen off that. Or a butter. Unless he finger. devotes his whole life to butterfingers. I become like an addict Wait, do to you, butterfingers. Yeah. Do you have you ever eaten a butterfly? No. I'm just curious if they taste like butter too. <laughs> no, I don't know. <laughs> well, anyway, don't Pokemon. Know. <laughs> so yes, we're doing Pokemon event. That's correct. Oh, and, I, and why are we doing Pokemon? I didn't even say. Well, that's the thing. So, uh, long-time listeners who have been with us since the beginning, hopefully you remember back in the summer of 2016. Oh, gee, who woodies. That's it. When we first started, uh, we did a Who Would Win the Summer Olympics Pokemon edition. We had Pokemon going with uh, going against each other in different Summer Olympic events. It was pandemonium. It was pandemonium. And back then, we said, oh, we got to do it come Winter Olympics 2018. We didn't even know if we keep doing this show. And what do you know? The Winter Olympics are, are this week, and here we are, 69 episodes later. Wow. So, yeah, so we're talking the Winter Olympics, the Winter Olympics Pokemon Edition Part 1. We're going to have two episodes here uh, talking about the Pokemon Winter Olympics. We have a lot of stuff to cover. We do have a lot of stuff to cover. Many events, many Pokemon. Yeah, so why don't we just get right into it? Let's get right into it. So we're going to be doing three events today, um, all of which are events in the Winter Olympics. We've kind of been a little selective uh, going at them. Some of them we've done in previous episodes like when we did um, Who Would Win Games of Ice and Fire. Didn't we do, like, bobsledding? Yes, bobsled was one of the for, things. For that for that Game of Thrones episode. Check yeah. it out if you haven't already. <laughs> and also kind of the like hockey in a sense. It did, yeah, we also did some hockey, too. Oh, yeah, because it was, like, fire hockey, right? Yeah. That's yeah. right. I, I knew hockey was involved somehow. So we decided to omit those for this for this episode. Exactly. So, uh, Chris, what is the first topic we're going to be talking about the first event we'll be covering is snowboarding. That is correct. Snowboarding. And each of us have picked one Pokemon that we're going to argue why they would win the event of snowboarding. Each of us will pitch our pick, explain their strengths, maybe a little bit about bit about their backgrounds, and um, we'll argue, you know, see uh, what you guys think for who would win Pokemon Winter Olympics with the event of snowboarding. Okay? Uh, who wants to go first? Dan, you want to go first? Uh, sure. You want to? <clears throat> so to. I think I'll we might go. have to give a little extra background when we say snowboarding because there are multiple snowboarding events. Yeah. Yes. So I, so we're talking about half pipe. We decided. Correct. Okay. Half okay. Because the the other there's some other snowboarding events. Uh, giant parallel slalom, parallel slalom, slope style, snowboard cross. Yeah, there's a lot. Yeah, I really like snowboard cross. We talked about this earlier. It's like um, racing. It's racing. It's it's pretty cool. Fascinating. I should rec- I I like, recommend anyone. I like that. It's not very. It's very objective. Just yes. whoever wins wins. Whereas mm-hmm. with the half pipes, you know, you gotta give points at the skills and the jumps mm-hmm. and the spins and all that kind of stuff. I was so I was looking into how like they actually um, score half pipe. In case anyone was wondering, go ahead. I am wondering. So they base it off of a few main criteria: uh-huh. uh, amplitude, difficulty variety and types of like tricks they do and execution and progression okay um all you, of these are oh, go ahead do you get extra points if your name is sean white <laughs> it seems like he gets a lot of points i think his thing is like he does it very well and executes it very well and like when he lands apparently he lands with like with like very little uh, leeway i think he comes like straight down right. and like it's like very crisp um, there also are like point deductions or like half point deductions based off of like if you put your hand down. Mm-hmm. I know if, if you, you like stall, you have like a if you completely stop, it's like a two point deduction already automatically. Um, and if you like stall, it's like one point deduction and so on and so forth, all based off of some criteria. But so for, with that in mind, variety, execution, and progression, along with. Uh, difficulty and amplitude is kind of like your main um, 
tropes they hit across all this of those. from the official uh, is... NBC Olympics website here. Correct. So that's good to know in case you guys want to know. We can put a link for that in the bio in case you want to see how the uh, sports are, are judged. Yeah. You can check that out. So for the half pipe, I decided to choose Totodile. Okay, a little Totodile. We should also preface that we're only doing Pokemon from Gens 1 through 3. Right, because that's what's currently available in Pokemon Go, which originally spurred the first um, Pokemon first discussion. Pokemon episode, yes. yes. Also, gentlemen's agreement, no legendary Pokemon yes, as well? Yes, no legendary Pokemon. Yeah. So I guess a little bit about Totodile. Sure, what do you got? So Totodile uh, resembles a bipedal blue crocodile with red spines on his back and tail. Uh, the spine on his back is larger with additional ridges. Yeah. His head is large and ridges above his eyes, and most of his head is comprised with his snout and long, strong jaws. If you're a Pokemon fan, I feel like people definitely know Totodile, second-gen starter. I mean, the water ones are usually pretty good yeah. to start off with. Um yeah, he was he was one of the best. I mean, the, the the second gen, the gold silver games were were so good. They really had a great sequel to the first generation. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, Totodile, it's a good pick. I think he's a strong pick. Yes. So should I go into why, or should I t- we should talk about? Uh, who I guess we could, we could do our picks. We could do our picks first, and then okay. we'll get into what we're going to go with. So I'll I'll tell you mine. I chose Pikachu. 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 I'm not familiar with Pikachu. Can you explain? <laughs> Pikachu is like the. Um, like yellow mouse looking one. Okay, okay. I think I know that one. Um you know the main character of the game of the of the anime Pokemon? Mm-hmm. I think his name's Red. Yes. Um he has a Pikachu actually. He does. That's a fun oh, that's okay. a fun fact. I was gonna save that for the end for fun facts, but I'll just <laughs> tell you guys now. So you might be like thinking that Pikachu, what's he gonna do? Well, there's actually canon examples of Pikachu surfing. Surfing Pikachu is a well-known thing. I know exactly what you're talking about. I've seen surfing, like, pictures of him. Surfing Pikachu has been in video games and in the um, and in the animated show. And what is snowboarding if not surfing on snow? Fair point. One thing I want to kind of talk about when they created snowboarding, they actually wanted to call it Snurfer. It's Thank a combination you. of snow and snow, surfing. Oh, oh, really? Yes. Well, I didn't know that. That's cool to know. Yeah. All right, so you're going with Pikachu, okay? Uh, I'm going to be going with, uh, I feel like this is a fan favorite as well, Squirtle. Yes. Uh, one of the uh, the first three starters from Generation 1. Uh, Squirtle, pretty simple. He's a blue turtle. And uh, he's got his tail, little long tail sticking out there. Uh, Water-type Pokemon evolves into War Turtle and Blastoise. And... Um, Will you be wearing the black sunglasses that... Um... So that's an interesting thing. I was thinking of bringing that up because... He uh, he can be part of the Squirtle Squad, which is basically like the Bloods and the Crips in the Pokemon universe, I guess. Just like that. Perfect analogy. <laughs> exactly like that. And I guess all you have to be in order to be part of the uh, Squirtle Squad is that they wear sun- black sunglasses. So, uh, I mean, if it if it makes them look cooler, you know, snowboarders tend to look cool. You're going to want to look cool. You're going to want to look really, really cool. That wasn't in the scoring criteria when no, they told not. us. That but. is probably why Sean White always wins, though. It's just not an official scoring method. Yeah. It's yes. hard for the judges to ignore the coolness. Right. It's Absolutely. like they're going to factor it in. Yeah, exactly. Completely biased. But uh, so with, with Squirtle, I mean, going off of what Chris said here, surfing is basically uh, – or snowboarding is basically surfing but just on, like, ice – and uh, Squirtle here can learn Surf, one of the uh, the original HMs. I think it's number three, number two. We're going to get fact-checked by one of our fans, I'm sure. We don't have any fans left to care, so <laughs> we're good. But, um, yeah, so he can he can learn Surf, and he can apply that. And if he's <laughs> able to uh, to learn Surf, what number is it, Dan? You just looked it up. It is TM... HM. HM3. Okay, you were close. right. Good job. Yes, thank you. So I think that uh, Squirtle would be able to apply his knowledge of surf to the snowboarding course, if you will. Uh, same method, in a way. Will you be using a snowboard, or will you be surfing on your shell? So that's where we have to get into the rules. So the rules state for the Olympics that you have to have a snowboard. That's true. I'm a, I'm a, I would assume you're not allowed to surf on your back. I, I guess. So, I, 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 but now that we're allowing Pokemon, we may have to make some, you know, exceptions. Some, exactly. So, I would say that Squirtle should he be allowed to, which I would appeal to the judges and to the Olympic Committee. The so, you, if you could, you'd like to. Yes, I would like him to uh, surf on his shell. 
Yes. Yes. Interesting. Or I mean, snowboard on a shelf. Right. Right. Yes. Snurf. Yeah. Yeah. Snurf. Yes. So, uh, so th- that's kind of my tactic here that I would uh, be going with. What kind of advantages do you think the shell gives you? Uh, speed. Uh, he can control it just like I mean, like a snowboard can fall off. It shouldn't fall off, but in case something happens and your bindings aren't secured properly, something could happen. Uh, the shell is right there on top of him, so that does allow him a little more control of what's going on. And uh, he can, like, completely use his weight to, you know, control himself going around, which a snowboarder can do also. But, um, yeah, I think that just gives him a little more advantage considering it's attached to his body. What's your plan there, Dan? You really didn't uh, get a chance to say what your plan of attack would be. That's okay. Uh, so one of my main things about Totodile is that when you look at him, he has, like, very large... Uh, lower half of his body is like very muscular. Okay. So with s- snowboarding, you need to have a very solid um, core and bottom, and mm-hmm. so that you can really you turn in the snow. And he has a low low center of gravity because of that. Okay. Uh, and because of that, he's gonna be really hard for him to get knocked over, and he's gonna be very clean when he en- when he enters and comes off of the the um, half pipe. So I'm thinking the his bottom half that you're saying is a solid core. It looks a little pudgy to me, and his head is giant. He's no he's a big jaw Pokemon. I think it's all muscle. You think it's all muscle? <laughs> well, that was all muscle. What, no what pudge. Sh- Steve, what shape would you use to describe his his lower half? Uh, he kind of looks like a uh, like a beaker from like science class. <laughs> like, like what's that bot? Is that is that what that one's called? Yeah. He has like a very pear shaped yes, body. Yes, that's what I would say. Pear shape. What's his weight? Scroll down a little bit on the right there. It definitely has his weight. Uh, 21 pounds. Okay. I, I mean, he's it, small. He's only, right, like, he's, two, he's he's only like two feet tall. Exactly. Yeah, it kind of seems a little pudgy to me. Um, something I'd want to bring up uh, going at you there, Chris. Uh, so you're going with Pikachu, which is totally fine. Everybody he, loves Pikachu. Everyone loves Pikachu. He has experience surfing, like you said, so he can be on a board, which is which is totally fine. Yep. But, but Pikachu is, uh, he's normally damaged by water and ice. Wait, are you saying Pikachu's weak to ice? Yeah. Good thing he'll never fall. But, I mean, he's still completely surrounded by it. That's like putting a Charmander in the middle of the ocean. Just like on a, like no, a... No, it's uh, like putting a Charmander on a boat. Okay. On a surfboard. And just saying... Okay, yeah, that's true. Yeah. Maybe like fend a kayak. <laughs> right, fend for yourself. So you're saying Pikachu's never going to make a single mistake and... I've never seen him make a mistake surfing. He's weak to water, you said, right? And oh no, ice. he's no wait. He's not weak to water. Water damage. No, he's normal. It's no. It's, it's normally t- it hits him normally. I mean, he's still normally damaged by it. But it's not. What? So is every. But when you're weak, you means it hurt, hurts more. Wait, this is challenge, challenge, challenge flag throwing in here. Yeah. So if it, okay, <clears throat> water is weak to electric. Right. Yes. However, electric is not weak to water at all. It's normal, like it's like a, a normal hit. You is not uh, like a okay. Yes, I might have to go back. It's and one damage. Now I sound like an idiot. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Chris, I apologize. I'm willing to say that to you. I'm sorry that I accused Pikachu of not being able to uh, sustain ice and water. So However, I think he's not weak Pikachu to ice. is going to be like totally like I can't handle the cold. I just think he's going to be complaining. I don't know. Here's what Pikachu can do that's super cool, right? He can make himself kind of like spark and sparkle from his electricity. So he's like basically supplies his own fireworks for his tricks. Like he lands like a 720, boom, lightning bolt. How cool is that going to look? That'd be pretty cool. I'm not going to lie. It might scare some people. Like they might think God is like angry. (laughs) It's like Tesla. (laughs) Or if this is happening in South Korea, they might think it's like nuclear bombs dropping on like the Olympics or something. He'll keep it like low key. He's not going to do a huge. See, I was thinking like like Tesla, you know, like the AC current or what is it? AC current. I forget the alternating. Yeah, Yeah. AC current where like people thought it was going to hit them and they're going to die. Yeah, that kind of thing. But not to go on the side of Pikachu or anything. But I do think that he's too small for you to be even noticing that he's doing any tricks. I mean, he is a mouse. He is a mouse. Like, what is that? You know, people have is, like Is he turning? I can't looking. tell if he's turning. Really okay, see. so Pikachu is 1 foot tall. That's, 1 foot It's pretty tiny. 1 foot 4 inches. All right. We'll round it to 1 inch. Totodile is only 2 feet tall. I mean, there's not that much of a difference. He's only half a foot taller. He's he, not wrong. Wait. That's Half a foot be a whole foot. I mean, well, I'm saying Pikachu's like one foot four inches. 
Oh, I think to- actually, all of ours are pretty much the same because Squirtle's one foot eight inches, so we're all pretty much in the same boat here when it comes to our Pokemon. There you go. Dan, Potodel has like half of eight inch advantage on us. That's it. Seniored. I will bring up uh, some of um, Squirtle's Pokeathlon stats here. Uh, his speed is three out of three, which is which is pretty good. You, you, bring want- this, you brought this up last Olympics. These are baloney. Why do you say they're baloney? Because this affects like a specific part of Pokemon games. You can't you can't extrapolate this to actual sports. What do you think? Pokeathlon. It has the word athlon <laughs> in it. <laughs> it's now, some type of sports. Uh, look, I just wanted to for, put that on the record, but we can let the viewers decide, listeners. Yeah. So, does anyone know what the actual Pokeathlon is? Uh, no. In what context does that come in? The I thought it thing, was like a mini game in some. Pokemon I remember there was game. a beauty contest in like Ruby and Sapphire, but that has nothing to do with that. There's Pokemon Beauty Contest. Yeah, it was... Uh, I didn't play Ruby and Sapphire. Oh, Ruby was my favorite. I love Ruby. <laughs> Gotta get that Grudon. Yeah, and Kyogre, or whatever it was. But, all right, so, I mean, even if I don't look at that, I can look at his base stats. So No, uh, you can argue about them. I just want it on the record that I think they're baloney. All right, I'll go with them. I'll go with both of them. So his speed is 3 out of 3, skill 3 out of 4, so not perfect, but, you know, he still has some skill, above average skill. His jump is two out of two. You're going to be needed doing some jumping. What is this? What kind of scale are they measuring these things on? Somewhere out of two, somewhere out of three, somewhere out of four. Because the stamina is four out of four. <laughs> that doesn't make any sense. I mean, sense. if you just want to like convert it to percentages, I mean, he's looking at 100, percent 100, percent 100, percent 75, percent. But his power is 33.3 repeating percent, <laughs> uh, one out of three stars. Uh, but I mean, if you look at his like base stats, his speed is uh, 43. It could be up higher, to, or it could range from 43 to 104, depending on his his uh, level. If he's at a level 100, like if he's like the best Squirtle, which you would assume he, this... Like our to make Pokemon, the Olympics, the best Right, our the Pokemon best. would be like 100, level yeah. 100. Yeah. Uh, he could have a 203 uh, speed, which is which I feel like is very important for a Pokemon, <laughs> especially if you're, if you're surfing. You want to be fast. Snowboarding. Thank you. Snowboarding. <laughs> Do not I forget that I can't believe we're word. talking about this. This is so, like... Crazy. I see nothing wrong with this. I mean, either. I'm Totodile. It can perfectly fall into snow and How's do... his balance? I'm amazing. How can you not... You seemed really so definitive on that. There was an episode called in Tune In for Totodile. <laughs> it's on the Pokemon. <laughs> it was the, in the anime. And the whole thing is that uh, Misty and Ash are competing against each other to catch a Totodile along with Team Rocket. But is this like the beginning of like the second season, I Beginning of the second season. Okay. And the entire time, they're trying to knock him off and, ca- and catch him. And he's just con- con- constantly fighting their attacks and also being joyful about it, too. He's having okay. a great time. Okay. He's dancing. He's jumping up and down. All right. Using his strong bottom, his heart, you know, <laughs> his solid base, his solid core, and constantly jumping up and down. I, I see, you know, I see no problem with him doing that. Okay. Anyway, tune in for Totodial. Uh, anyone looking for that, that episode? Now, um, it se- looking at this picture of Totodile here, it seems that like if he were to have a snowboard underneath him, it looks like his bottom part of his body would be scraping the He's, ice. He has very little clearance. Yeah. It's, Including it's very his difficult. tail. His tail's going to be wagging. He's going to have to keep that tail out of the Now, snow. I'll argue for Squirtle, you can make the same argument, but Squirtle can pull it in if he needs to because he is a turtle. He can He can pull in his tail... He can retract it, hide it inside, uh, if if need be. What are you going to do with Totodile's tail? Go so it's going to help. At, for tails do help you balance, but if his tail touches the snow, does that count as a fall? Does that count as a like an assist, if like he, putting your hand down? I would say so. I would say. Yeah, he's got to be careful of that. Got to keep that tail up. But Pikachu also. Pikachu's got a long tail. But it's so skinny; it just like folds up against his back. That's if he chooses to fold it. It's always yeah. It always looks like it's just two dimensional, <laughs> like in everything. Like Totodile's tail, it looks like it's three D. Yeah, actually, I got the episode wrong. I'm sorry. It was called <laughs> the Totodile Duel. Okay. I, I want to uh, correct myself uh, before anyone emails. Yes, I thought that didn't sound right. I yeah. was going to say, but I didn't want to call you out. Yeah, you've yeah. already used one of your challenge flags. <laughs> <laughs> um, and I, I think, I think he's going to be able to do it. I don't know. I think. Other people will judge. I think his tail is not going to be too big of a deterrent. All right. Chris, you want to add anything else before we move on to the next uh Pikachu event? is also adorable. Okay. You'd look at me we like... cannot fight Pika, P! Pika! I could only last for so long. Is this his first Olympics? Yeah, this is the first Olympics. So he's, he, he wasn't in 2010? Sochi? No. Okay. Because like, if he does that all the time, I feel like people are really annoyed. 
Pikachu. <laughs> Pika P. Like that. That is cute. Pika. But when when people look at Pika, uh, Pika. snowboarders, they don't want to look at cute. They want to look at cool. Sean White. He is cool. He's called the Flying Tomato. He looks. He's a cool guy. Squirtle. Well, that's not a cool nickname. First, Flying of all. Tomato. I think it's pretty cool. I mean, he's embraced his red hair. Which, if like someone... 2010, you'd get like ostracized for having red hair. But I feel like we're more inclusive in today's society. Let me na- uh, let me pick another nickname, and you tell me if this is a cool nickname. Okay. The soaring zucchini. Is that a cool nickname? Is his hair green? It doesn't matter. You just heard the nickname. I mean, if he had green hair, maybe. <laughs> so nicknames are solely judged on whether they match your hair to see, for you to decide if they're cool. I mean, I think I think that that is a cool nickname. Dan, I, do you think, think it's a cool nickname? I think tomatoes are cooler than zucchinis, so Look, I think zucchinis a, automatically makes it not cool. It's a funny nickname. It's an appropriate nickname. Yeah. But if you just hear the nickname Flying Tomato, that's not a cool nickname. I don't know. It's a humorous. I mean, that's very subjective. Agreed. I agree. But, you know, saying cool, a cool snowboarder, uh, Squirtle. Squirtle Squad. Okay, he's got those black sunglasses on. I mean, he's gonna rock it. He's gonna rock it super Especially well. Especially with the sunglasses. I mean, other people are gonna be seeing him, and just like in the episode with the Squirtle Squad, like that Ash's Squirtle saw them, and he's like, "I just want to be part of the Squirtle Squad." He just like automatically joined the gang. So they're just going to make everybody want to be them. Everybody want to cheer for him, and uh, I think he could do it. We'll see. We'll let the listeners vote and decide. Dan, you want to get into the uh, second one that we're going to the second event we're talking about here? Well, do we want to talk about any like interesting facts about snowboarding? Anyone? Uh, sure, Dan. Go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so I thought it was really interesting because I brought up briefly um, earlier. So uh, it was developed in 1965. Really? Um, by a guy named Sherman Poppin, and he was an engineer in Michigan. Cool. And he basically did it by fastening two skis together with a rope and just kind of pulled them. And he like sold it to the company, and they they made they they sold like millions in the first year. That's really cool. I did not know that. Yeah, I did not. <laughs> but uh, that seems like it'd be so. He tied them together with the rope. Apparently, yes. That seems like it'd be very well, a unsafe. He said be, fastening like, two two ropes together and attached a rope to one end. So maybe he like, um, he, like soldered it or something together. Okay. Um, and then with the rope, he to- he pulled one end so that his girls can kind of glide down the hill. And then the stat you have after that, one year after he invented it. Right? Yeah, so in 1966, one year after, they sold nearly half a million. That's crazy. Yeah. That, has, has any of you ever, have any of you ever uh, snowboarded? I have. have I'm, I'm really bad. Yeah, I tried it Never. once too. I hated it. I start, I, I'm a skier, and then one day I said, oh, let's just try a lesson and see if I like snowboarding. And I, and I literally quit halfway through the lesson and then went and got skis because I was just so so frustrated with it yeah i mean imagine it's hard when you know that you can do skiing so much better or so much easier yeah. to like transition I, back over I like having both my feet controlling them and like snowboarding i mean nothing against snowboarders but i wouldn't like you like you cannot detach from your snowboard like if you fall like you are 100 percent attached to no, your, your feet come off do they yeah i thought they're completely on they kind of click they kind of click in and then they can come off with enough force really yeah okay I apologize to any snowboarders out there. I was under the wrong assumptions. Because I knew, like, skis, like, they pop off right away. Like, you always see skis falling off. Yeah, I don't know if they pop off as easily as skis, though. Okay. Because, like, you'll see, like, uh, like a snowboarder, like, when they're trying to get around to get on, like, a ski lift or something, you'll see them, like, hopping around. Yeah, they, yeah, they have usually one foot in and one foot right. out. Like, of the... I would find that very annoying. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But, hey, if it's if it's what you do, it's what you do. Yeah. And one thing I also wanted to say, just another fun fact, was that it was an Olympic sport until 1998. Really? Yeah. Wow. And then it wasn't into the Paralympic uh, Olympics until 2014. So the last Winter Olympics, that's when it was in the Paralympics. Yeah. That's and pretty I, cool. Is it correct that this Olympics, they added some additional snowboarding events, or is that not true? I'm not sure about that. Not okay. Either. I thought they were adding some more, like, X Games type sports, like, trick stuff, type stuff, but I, I could be misinformed. It's possible. Maybe, yeah. If anyone knows, let us know. Give us a sh- uh, shout-out. Tweet at us. All right, let's get into the second event that we're going to be doing with our Pokemon Winter Olympics. Dan, what are we talking about? Probably the one you're most excited for, right? Uh, am, I, am I getting ahead of myself? It's the one that I knew least about. Okay. Um, that's how I phrase it? Yes. Um, <clears throat> so I knew I knew about it, but I didn't really know what it entailed and how to score it or anything like that. Sure. But it's uh, <clears throat> ski jumping. Okay. Love watching ski jumping. It's like... I mean, you see these people. It's mesmerizing. It's like flying. It's insane. Yeah. 
So, um, in case anyone's wondering, you have two runs, um, and they then like take the total from the two runs. Um, they have basically they go down what they call the in run or the jumping ramp, and then there's a takeoff table. And after the takeoff table, then then they can go soaring through depending on the the size of the ta- the, the in run. Then they have a landing hill to a corresponding space to depending on how high it was. Right. And so each jump is evaluated based off distance and style performed. Um, and there's a maximum of twenty points that you can get from each each run. Right. And um, basically, the distance they relate to is called in relation to this K point or a construction point. Uh, and it's kind of like a target for people. Construction to, starts with C. I know, I, I, it's, it's, but it's uh, called the K-Point, which is interesting. Nothing wrong with that. And uh, so I can go more into it because I really was, like, really confused about it. But uh, that's the, the the general understanding of what's happening. Yeah, like, the things they can do with their bodies, I mean, they're, like, they're like basically, like, at 180 degrees, I feel like. They're flat, kind of, and those skis are just pointed up there. It's It's insane. And I was always curious how they got on there ready to go like i knew they like slid slid on there but i wasn't sure how they got to that point and today they actually showed somebody and they pretty much like sidestep down some stairs and then when it's their turn they just kind of get onto the little bench that's there and then go from there we only made a face because you you don't realize this because you don't have headphones on but you tap the microphone stand Oh, you and hear it. the vibration yeah oh, i apologize i knew i hit it and i assume that's why you were looking at me okay but I, I wasn't sure if you were able to pick it up that much so i apologize um, one thing that I wanted to build on to what you just said, mm-hmm. uh, there was a, there were two individuals who did. What's a tuna visual? <laughs> two individuals. Oh, not tuna. Okay. Yes, yes. Um, that did a tandem ski jumping. Really? So they got on uh, one pair of skis together with two different, like, boot right. and with, um, and, bindings. They, and they then both of them together jumped off of this that sounds so dangerous yes yep. this, it happened like in 2016 oh my gosh and it, double ski jumping could you imagine it, it, there's a video on it uh, online if we uh, if we're able to find it maybe we can share it with everybody on social media so that way people can see that is insane the fact that they were able to do that like yeah. i don't even know what they would do oh my gosh wow so Dan's pulling the video up right now. We'll, we'll put we'll put a link in the bio so that way people can can check it out. I I don't know why anybody would do that. It seems like a really bad idea to me. Just for the lulls, probably. Yeah, yeah. Just for the lulls. Well, All right. So so we're doing ski jumping. Uh, so who, who are we picking here uh, for Pokemon Winter Olympics ski jumping? Who you got there, Dan or Chris? I'll start with mine. Go right ahead. I chose um, Spoink. Which. The, the name just summarizes the Pokemon. The na- it's a perfect name. Yeah. Spoink obviously comes from the sound of a spring. Right. And oink comes from the sound of a pig. Right. So we're looking at a spring pig. So Spoink is a Gen 3 Pokemon, psychic type. He looks like a small pig with no legs and very tiny arms with a weird pink ball on his head. I don't know why. And then a spring for a tail. Because I was thinking, at first I was like, all right. Ski jumping, aerodynamic is important. So I was like, an aerodynamic Pokemon, and I was like, oh, I'll just pick a bird Pokemon, I'll fly. And they're like, no, that's that's too cheap. Then I found Spoink, and I was like, he has a spring. He's going to start off so high. So he's just going to he's going to be rolling down on his, like, he'll probably have to only use one ski because he, he doesn't have legs. He gets near the, near the jump, compresses the spring, and then Spoink, <laughs> there he goes. He'll be so high. All right. He, uh, so how will he attach the ski to his actual spring? He'll kind of slide the spring into it. Like, he'll kind of screw it in. It'll have to be like a, like a screw-type deal. I had difficulty with this. Can you imagine that? I can I can see where he's coming with here. Kind of like a like a, like a a cork screw. Exactly. Like, screwing it into the mm-hmm. into the boot. Wouldn't whatnot. he then lose the um, ability to sp- well, spoink? He'll only sp- have to get it in. Down, he'll have to get it in a little. He'll have to get it. Pop up. Yeah, yes, I see what you're saying. Like or, a little bit. If we're allowed to bend the rules, he can go down on some type of ski and then spoink off of it. Then leaving the ski. leaving the ski. I'd say I'd say you need to have the ski. I would. Why agree. we let Squirtle snowboard without a surf without a snowboard? 
All right, I see what he's saying. Because the whole point is just where you land. It's not about... Look, I'm saying if he has to use the ski, he'll he'll corkscrew it to his tail. If not, he'll just spoink off of it. Okay, I see what you're saying. All right, that's fair enough. All right, so we got spoink over there. Dan, who are you going with? So I always butcher how to pronounce this Pokemon, but it's Guardivar. Guardivar. You did uh, extensive research learning how to... I tried, because I, I butchered every time. That's okay. But... Gardevoir is a like humanoid um, Pokemon who has like resembles like a flowing gown body, and it's a um, psychic and fairy type, and it's from the whole Ralts um, Carlia um, lineage of Pokemon. Mm-hmm. Um, and I can go further into details, but basically, it has like the ability to see in the future through psychic powers. It's pretty good. And it also has the ability to create small black holes and distort dimensions and can support itself without feeling the pull of gravity. Are you going to be able to use those abilities? Are you going to be able to create a black hole and just have the other black hole end up at like the finish line? So theoretically, through – I don't understand if you can say um, through like understanding like black holes that they can do like warp poles. Yeah. Um, but I can say that I can basically not have gravity and perfectly land where I want to land through that. Perfect. That could mm-hmm. help you out a lot. And also, one thing I wanted to talk about, too, um, was because I can see into the future. I can see exactly how you guys are going to take off and how you're going to land and the certain style you'll do it in. So how will so, that help you? Uh, it make sure that I learn from your mistakes and see how you're being demerited in your okay. points. All right. I see what you're saying. It's not a bad idea. Yeah. That's a pretty good idea. That is a pretty good idea. All right, uh, I'm going to be taking a Golduck from Generation 1, Evolution, to Psyduck. Uh, Golduck, he looks like a dinosaur duck, I guess you could say. He's blue. He's blue. A Uh, dinosaur? He kind of looks like a dinosaur, I feel. He looks more like a a merman. Hmm, I see that. Well, he has a tail, though. A merman with two legs. He's too human-like to to call a dinosaur, in my opinion. Okay, I see. I think that's a fair. duck and human. Well, I was thinking like a baby. Tyrannosaurus Rex with really long arms. If and a, and a, long a person tried to cosplay as a blue Tyrannosaurus with really long arms, got it. And web feet and webbed hands. Yeah. Yes. So I'm going with Golduck, uh, like I said from Gen One. Um, one of the main reasons I picked him was because I've been doing some research for ski jumping when it comes to the weight. And apparently, there's been a lot of problems with uh, anorexia in ski jumpers because mm-hmm. they had like a specific area that they had to fit in for their weight and they have since ex- since expanded that because they were sick and tired of uh, the, the Olympians you know becoming anorexic or whatnot so from what I've been able to find like a good skis jumper should weigh like 135 and above maybe like at the max like 170 I'm not sure if you've seen anything along those lines as well I just more just saw that if they're below a certain body mass index, that they're penalized. That I also saw. I think it was like, what was it, 5%? Five, five I saw. Well, s- go ahead. What was the low end of that weight? Uh, the low end was like 130. All right. Um, I saw body fat above 5%. Or few, or no, few have body fat above 5%. That's when they were being anorexic. That's, mm-hmm. what, that's what that number came in as. Um, but anyway, so I wanted to look for a human-looking Pokemon, so that way they would have the ability to, you know, lift their legs up just like the ski jumpers do, and also be within that range. I also wanted to go with some type of a waterish Pokemon, just so that way they have the experience to the water that you get from the ice and whatnot. Didn't want to go with like a fire Pokemon. Um, the weight of Golduck is 169 well rounded pounds, which is right there in that meaty part that you'd want for a ski jumper. Um, I mean, he has big legs. He has um, looks like he has really strong knees. I think that he'd have no problem hopping up, pushing up while he's getting ready to jump off that platform there. Um, I mean, you could argue that the webbed hands could slow him down, which I definitely see that as a concern. All I would say is keep your fingers closed and push your arms back like they're supposed to. Uh, I don't think he would stand there with his hands out and his arms uh you know, flailing while he's flying in the air. But, I mean, I think it's just it's pretty straightforward with him. I think he has the humanoid-looking body, and he'd have no problem um, lifting off that platform. See, the only thing I wrote down as, like, a definitive against Golduck was the webbed hands. Mm-hmm. I was like, webbed hands, not aerodynamic. Right, completely agree. 
as long as I mean, if he's a trained athlete, he would know that you know you got to keep him back. Now, with three fingers, cause that's what Cold Duck has. He has three fingers. Right. Do they have the ability to close the hands? Is that is that something they can well, do? Like this, like yeah. like a like. But we have like a, a thumb and then like two. I don't think they can have. They have to be like holding it. I think it just goes like this. Like I'm demonstrating. Mm-hmm. Imagine you just have your thumb, pointer finger, and middle finger out, and that's all you have, and then you just you yeah. close them as if mm. imitating like a scissor. Like, yes. I'm just seeing a like little a mini parachute. And you just close it. What's that? I'm seeing little mini parachutes. That's you, all I'm saying. You think so? Mm-hmm. Well, let me argue something here. I mean, humans, they have arms, and the arms can slow them down when they're doing the ski jump, but, you know, they're trained to pull their arms you gotta back. got to tuck them in, right? Right, exactly. And I would say it's not like – if he he's a trained Pokemon athlete. He would know that he's not supposed to open his fingers. He might even be wearing gloves possible i don't know if all of our guys are clothed in the uh, appropriate winter attire but i mean worse comes like he just close them he wouldn't be stupid enough to to keep them open and he wouldn't even if he had them open his arms would be behind his body so that way it wouldn't be catching any of the air yeah i, I think i'm okay with that yeah dan so i did want to say spoink is uh would be underweight he's only 67 pounds but i mean he's also i saw a, I saw a different weight for him i thought what'd you say Never mind. You got you got some more fake facts. I, I, no, what it was was I saw it was sixty seven pounds, but he weighs a lot more than I thought he would. Oh yeah, I mean he's yeah. a fat little pig coming in at two two feet tall. Oh yeah, he's he's fat. Yeah. So that's why I feel like he if it's an anorexia concern, they'd have to make an exception for just small Pokemon. Right. Because he does have an evolved form Grumpig, who would be in the weight, uh, um, you know, in the right range. He's one hundred and fifty seven pounds. Mm-hmm. But I think he loses the spring ability of his tail. Like he's just a normal pig at that point. Right. He has legs. Yes. Yeah. So I didn't want to. I didn't want to do that. I wanted to keep uh, keep Spoink. I think that's fair. Dan, did you pick yours yet? Gardevoir. Thank the you. The psychic I Pokemon totally, that can sorry, defy gravity. You, you just pick, you just pulled up a picture and of make black that's why I and make black holes. Confused. Yes. yes. Um. Yeah, I really don't know. I really don't have anything to argue against. No, that. that's pretty awesome. That, that's Clearly, pretty, it's the best. Rant does answer. he have feet? She or she, he. Sorry. Um, but so Car Carlia or Car um, Cardivar. No, the, no he's the the pre-evolve. Oh, the yes. pre-evolve. So when, if it's a female, she can then evolve into this. But okay. theoretically, you can be male or female when you evolve into it, which is a little confusing. So you could be a female. So you have to be a female in order to evolve. Right. But well, you male, could evolve into male, male evolves in something else. Oh, really? Yeah. So a male evolves into the. Um, I'm now blanking. One second. It evolves into the Galladay from Gen 4. Oh, okay. So it's later on. Yes. That's why I didn't know that. Yeah, I didn't see him either. Yeah. Okay. All right. Interesting. But so you do have feet, though? I As do. Cordovar does have feet because yes. with his like little skirt thing there. It, his picture that... looks like he does. She doesn't have legs, but in the description it mentions legs. It does okay. mention legs. Now let me bring something up here. Now, the dress kind of blocks all the the legs. Now I'm glad that you used the word dress. You got to think here when you're ski jumping. You need to have the tightest clothes. That thing possible. is going to be flapping around. She, so much drag. She literally can defy gravity, so it doesn't matter. I mean, you can still defy gravity and like be slowed down by like the resistance of the air against your body she could go 0.01 miles an hour and still get to where she needs to get to but she's only going 0.01 miles per hour mm-hmm. i don't know chris what do you what do you think do you think uh just because she can define gravity does that allow her speed to be impacted by the the force coming towards her well can, can she only ignore gravity or can she increase the effect of gravity she can de- deny the effect of gravity. So that could make her float, but not go... Fast. Not go fast, I would say, yeah. So you just got a nice little floaty little guy coming down. I mean, it looked very graceful. Yeah, it, would, mm-hmm. it, would. it looked very... Style we'd, points? We'd have to see how the judges want to drink, want to do that. Yeah, we'll have to see what the fans think. Any other idea, uh, Anything else you want to add before we go to our last one for the episode? Any other things you've learned about ski jumping? <laughs> there is a lot of things I learned about ski jumping. The first ever... First off, who's the first ever to think, I'm going to jump off this hill? Well, that's like natural human desire to yeah. like yes. jump off of higher ramps. Yeah. Like when you're a kid and you get like your little toy car, you're like, you're building a ramp. Right. Mm-hmm. So anyway, the guy who did it first was a, Nor- a Norwegian man. His name was Olaf Rye. Good for him. He went 31 feet. He tried. 
And the nat the current record for the longest jump, you want to take a guess? Uh, fifty feet. I already saw it. Wasn't it like 800? What? eight hundred? What? Eight hundred and thirty-two feet. What? That's insane. It's an, a huge gap from thirty-one feet first ever. How was he so bad at the sport he invented? I think. Well, originally they had their arms straight out. Okay. So uh, Super, they Superman style. He was also in the, Superman what, style. It was in the late 19th century. 19th right, so this century. This is the late 1800s. So his his sled was or his tra- his jump was probably made of like some rickety old wood. Right. Mm-hmm. It's like taking a person who invented baseball and having him play today. Like, oh, well, he can't hit a home run. So how can he be so bad at the sport that he invented? Yeah. So they had parallel skis and arms pointing forward originally. That and now they sense. have the, the V the backwards. Right. If I invented a sport, I'm going to make the rule so that no one could be better than me. <laughs> <laughs> kind of like George Washington, how he's like. A six-star general or something like no one can ever outrank George Washington. Was he really? They did some stuff like after he died, so like no one, no one, one can ever outrank him. I was gonna say I never heard that. I do the same thing with the sport I invented. All right, I see what you're saying. All right, so let's get into the last one then that we have for our Pokemon Olympics, and that's going to be speed skating. Speed skating. I love watching speed skating. Me too. So I actually forgot about it, and one day I've been watching a lot of the Olympic Channel. And, like, the trials were on there. And I thought, oh, my God, I forgot how much I enjoy this sport. Just to see how fast they go. And there's 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 a version that I don't get what it is. And there's a whole bunch of people going on the perimeter. And there's, like, one person in the middle going around the interior of the track. Oh, like and they're going team a lot fa- I think that's what it is. But I'm not sure how it exactly works. Oh, I don't, I don't, I don't know that one either. Or, I'd have to do some research into it. Part of it. me thinks it's almost like, I have no, I, I don't know if this is the true or not. But what I would think it is, like, in track and field where you have, like, hand off a baton. Okay. So, like, almost like they're, like, staying in one spot. They can't really stay in one spot. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of, like, just kind of scroll, like, going around, just waiting for the time. Got it. That's what I'm thinking. Right. Yeah. So, yeah. So we're going to go um, – so speed skating here. And Are we going short track or long track? What are we doing? Short track's, like, yeah. the crazy one. It's, like, everyone's close together. That's one where Apollo Anton Ono won – or – he won when somebody won. No, it wasn't him. Somebody won when like everyone else just fell in front of him. Is is he still in the Olympics or is he done? I, I haven't uh, heard anything. I don't about know. Him. He's getting older I've now. I've seen stuff with Sean White, but I haven't seen anything with Apollo Ono. And there's also the the longer races where they go many many laps around. I say let's go for many laps. Let's see uh, our endurance. He retired. Okay, I was hoping for short. I was hoping for short. I mean, we could argue both. Did he did he only do one type or did he do both? Do you he know? did the short. He did the short. So, yeah, I think they're so very different like ways to train. It's kind of like um, sprinting yes. or going the distance. Yeah. I mean, I'm fine with going sprinting if that's what you really well, want to do. I don't we mind. could argue that your po- your Pokemon is going to enter a different event if you want. I picked mine specifically for short track advantages. All right, why don't you why don't you do your pitch? Well, Go I ahead. chose Gyarados. <laughs> uh, Gyarados is like a like a a dragon Pokemon. He's not the traditional like big dragon wing dragon. He's like the um, snake like dragon, like yeah. like kind of like the picture like Chinese New Year dragon. Yeah. But he's blue and he's like generally a water Pokemon. He's good at swimming. Mm-hmm. But he's probably you know has experienced ice living in the water. He swims around. He's seen ice before. Absolutely. I'm sure he could slide around on it. But the main so the main reason I'm choosing him though is because Gyarados is 21 feet long and 500 pounds, <laughs> and. Basically, from the start line, he's going to be crunched up like a snake. <laughs> and then as soon as it starts, he gets the immediate, like, Sprung. jet of speed of uncurling, unwinding himself. Uh-huh. And at that point, he's 21 feet long. No one can pass him. Like, he's uh, he's just blocking the whole track. Okay. Now, is he going to... So... By, by merely blocking the track, no one else can erase, is that what you're saying? Well, they can all race behind him. Now, how long is a short track? Do, do, I, do you, do you I know? can tell you. It's 111 meters. All right, so if he, he springs out... 111.12 meter oval. So he's going to be ahead of them, which is correct. But what's he going to do after that? Is he just going to allow his momentum to just let him I think he's going to have to, like, slide? Sli- I think he's going to have to slither. Okay, so he's going to be slithering on the ice. Now where our competitors will be actually going, I guess, just just around. Sure. Now, is he is he fast? Like... Uh, it depends. I, I would say he, he can... He's all right. Yeah. I'm I'm going for basically the size advantage to block other people. I don't think he's going to be the fastest just in a, like a straight uh even race. So I see that's where your your ability comes where you'd want to go a short track race. Yes. Because you can have a substantial lead over all the other pokemon 
Whereas if you're going the distance, yes, he might start off ahead of everybody, but and the long time, the long tracks is only is two people at a time, or maybe even one at a time, and based on time. I think it might be two people at a time. It might it might be two. I'm not sure how they how they I forget how they do it, but it's just it's less people and it's a bigger track. It's gonna be harder for them to block people, right? Because the long track was like two thousand meters or something like that. It sounds like you're kind of going like the NASCAR approach here. You just want to like block all the lanes. Fifteen hundred. Mm. Uh, yeah, that's what I'm trying to do. Okay. Right. And and if necessary, he can eat the other the other competitors. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we're doing the Dan tactic. Yeah, we Snorlax. never we never banned Snorlax we never banned the Snorlax technique. Now, part of me thinks that Gyarados would just like flop around. Uh, I think there is a risk of that. I'm not. It depends like how much traction you can get on the ice. I think being so heavy, he's gonna be okay. He's 500 pounds, so. Is that going to break the ice? It's not like it's like ice over like a lake. It's just like ice on top of a, the ground. So I think he'll be all right. You sounded a little questioning well, when you said that. I mean, if you think about a speed skating race, the short track, there's like 10 people at a time. So there's over 500 pounds of weight. It's spread out. Good point. But Oh, absolutely. Good point. Gyarados' weight is also going to be spread out too. All right. Fair enough. Uh, what's uh, Do you know Gyarados' speed? If you're, his, if you're looking his, at base stats, his not, made up not, Pokey Olympics not, stat, not, not, not not stars here. His base stat is. Do you have it in front of you? You can just you can just I, tell me if I you don't. don't. I just have my Pokemon, so that's why I was I was looking to compare. Is, I don't see that on Bulbapedia. Is it on Bulbapedia? Yeah, if you go down to like stats, past like oh, items and stuff, past all the yeah. blah 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 blah, past all the Pokédex entries where it tells you what it says in the Pokédex. Yeah. Past all the games lo- game locations where it tells you how to find it in all the games. Yeah. Uh, in case anyone's wondering, his speed is uh, 81. Oh, I just got there. His speed is 81. <laughs> Great job, Chris. All right, so his speed is 81, and that's his average by, like, level 50? Sure, yeah. Yeah. So at level 100, he could be up to 2. So we'll, we could say he'll, he'll start at 150. Right, if he's That's at eleven, uh, if he's at a level one hundred, according to Bulbapedia, at level one hundred, his speed would be one fifty at the minimum. Okay, two eighty seven at the high end, though. So at the high end if we split the good. difference, would that be like two two twenty or something? Two twenty, we could say. All right, that's fair. Two ten, two twenty. Yeah. Uh, so for my Pokemon, I'm going with Swinub. Swinub is a uh, second generation Pokemon. He evolves into Poliswine. Uh, the best way to describe. Um, Swinub is he's kind of like a little uh, furball pig thing. Uh, he, I mean, he has accurate. he has like four legs. He's brown. He has a pig nose. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, he's he's very tiny. And pillow swine's like a boar, basically. Yeah, basically like a boar. Uh, I mean, for height, he's only one foot four inches. He looks like a fluff ball. Yeah, little. Uh, what's that thing from Star Trek? What were they called? The 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 not the truffles. Oh, the porks. No, that's from Star Wars. <laughs> I'm just kidding. That's not the, a the, t- the, t- the Tiffles. I'm gonna have to look it up. Oh, the, the Ewoking, <laughs> the, the, the the Gungans, I'm Wookies. Gonna, I'm gonna look it up. You're, you're really upsetting our Star Wars fans out there. All right, I'll think of some more Star Trek things. Uh, uh, Captain Kirk. There you go. You got that right. Does, yeah. The tr- the Tribbles. The Tribbles. Oh, Tribbles sounds like something. The tribbles. I think that's yeah. what it is. It kind of looks like a little bit of a Tribble. I think that is. A, yeah, I think that is the thing. Yeah. Um, but anyway, so his weight is uh 14 pounds. And uh, what I'm looking at here is his four legs he's going to use to pretty much, like, get his momentum going to, to speed skate. You really can't see the moment, the motion I'm making, but Chris is currently making fun of me. Uh, he would use that uh, to get going. We could give him ice skates if we want to. I, mean, I think it would be funny to give him ice skates. It would be pretty <laughs> funny to see what happens. Um, one problem, I mean, I'm going to admit this right up front, his, his, his hair can cover his legs yes to the point where it might get caught up i originally didn't think he had legs yeah i I didn't think so too until i just saw the picture thank god i really lucked out because i kind of picked this at the last minute Mm. because we've kind of been busy but uh but yeah so you know looking at speed here which is very important when it comes to speed skating i'll be honest i cannot beat gyarados um my top at level 100 is 218 which 220 was chris's uh average we'd say so if we were going for distance i think i might have a chance against gyarados when it comes to the short speed skating i don't think i'd be able to to outspeed you there chris but um yeah that's what i'd be looking at this is going to be an uphill battle 
Dan? <clears throat> so I chose Love Disc. Yeah, this is an interesting pick. I was waiting to hear this one. I'm, I'm, I'm your, excited I for this. Pitch. Yeah, so Love Disc, if anyone's wondering, just imagine a pink heart that's on its side. Yes, like um, a flounder. Like a flounder. Yes, mm-hmm. yes. And um, I had a, a, long, a very hard time picking this one. Mm-hmm. Um, mainly because I didn't feel like there was any like clear winners. However, in doing my research, I saw an episode um, through for the anime, and it was eight is ain't an eight ain't enough. Ooh, those um, Pokemon episodes are so clever. Yes, it's episode three eight seven. In yeah. case anyone wants to watch it, mm-hmm. and basically um, the gang goes to uh, the water Pokemon gym, and they have this unique battle. And there's one point where uh, the person they're, they're facing ha- brought out, brings out a love disc. And um, in that whole time period, uh, Ash brings out a core fish. Okay. And the core fish um, basically causes something to happen that has, like, it's almost like raining inside of the, the, the gym. Okay. And love discs uses a uh, thing called swift swim. Okay. And the core fish is unable to catch up. And I was like, ooh, that's interesting. And so upon doing research, the uh, level 100 for Love Disc for speed, um, where Gyarados was um, the high end 287. Okay. Love Disc, the high end, was 322. Wow. So it is well beyond Gyarados. And for someone that is unable to catch up with um, Love Disc with Swift Swim, I would be able to use Swift Swim in a very short track um, method and be able to get beyond it. Now, the one thing that I had difficulty seeing, and I'm going to say this as like being fully honest, I do not know where the ski, the skates will go onto Love Disc. Yeah, that'd be hard. No, With no feet? With no feet and being one body. In fairness, I'm not wearing skates. Gyarados is also not wearing skates. Yeah. I mean, like we said, we would have to adjust the Pokemon Olympics according to what's going on with the different Pokemon. So I'm sure we could make an exception. So how does Love Disc get around normally? Can he only swim or can he, like, hop around on land? It is exclusively a water Pokemon. So what I was thinking was <laughs> um, we would um, put a layer of water on top of the ice. Kind of like a, like a swimming pool? Kind of like ice? Uh, <laughs> before it freezes. Yes. Okay. Okay, interesting tactic. There. I, I think you're describing swimming at that point. But <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I mean you're in you're in the wrong. Olympics. We'll let them. We'll let we'll let people vote. That we'll see. Something I want to bring up uh, for uh, Swinub. Swinub is a ground ice Pokemon. Actually, he's an ice ground Pokemon, which I feel like is very important with this because he's on top of the ice, and which is something that I believe that both of yours don't have. Gyarados is water first. Correct. And yours is a water first also. So being an ice Pokemon is going to give him a huge advantage considering it's speed skating on top of ice. And also, um, Swinub is kind of, like we said, kind of like a pig. He loves food. And uh, if there's a food that he smells, it actually encourages him to go faster. So, I mean, they could use that as an incentive to get him going. Like if he knows that there's going to be food at the end, he'll, you know, want to finish quicker. Carrot in front of the nose yeah, kind of. Yeah, exactly. Um, and also, he knows uh, the tactic ice, Icy Wind, which could be very uh, beneficial for him to use against his opponents. Now, are they allowed to use their attacks against other Pokemon? Like, is it like that, Mario Kart, where you can use... That would make for a very banana. interesting Poke Olympics. Bananas. I mean, it's possible. So, I mean, I'm going to say, if, if, he, if he's allowed, the judges deem it necessary. I mean, that could be using, like, performance enhancement drugs, maybe. <laughs> I don't know. But, um... Icy Wind inflicts damage and lowers the target's speed. Mm. So he could use that to lower Gyarados' speed or, what is it, Ludwig? 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 Love Disc. Love, Love Disc. Disc. Sorry. I'm, I'm trying to look at it. I don't have the name in front of me. Ludwig. Ludwig. It's apparently sounds like Austrian a, Sounds now. like a German composer. Yes. So he could lower your speed if I'm allowed to, to use that in, in the Olympics. But uh, like I said, him being an ice Pokemon, I feel like that gives him an advantage uh, over both of yours. And he has legs, 
that can then <laughs> allow him to actually go on the ice course. But they're so tiny. They're, like, so small. They are very tiny. Like, they're basically wiggling. He'd be, like, wiggling himself around the ice. True. But, I mean, that's what he's used to. I mean, he is... He is. He usually lives in cold places such as icy caves, mountainous regions, and frozen tundra, which is basically a summary of the speed skating rink, except for the mountains. I was going to say that is not that close to an except ice for, rink. I mean, it's frozen tundras. It's just the last two. Words. It's just a. It's just an ice rink. Frozen tundra. Yes. There we go. It's, it's indoors. True. It's like climate control. It's frozen. <laughs> Barely. <laughs> okay. So that, that's that's what I would argue there. I don't know if you have anything else that you guys would want to add or take down on each other ah, I feel good no I'm good too cool alright wow another Pokemon Olympics down part, part one part one that's right part one we will have another episode part two coming out in the next couple weeks uh, so please remember as always there will be a Twitter poll online where you can vote for who you think would win uh, I'm just going to do a quick recap of what the um, events were and what the Pokemon were uh, we had snowboarding and we had uh, Squirtle, Pikachu, and Totodile going against each other. Second event was Ski Jumping, which was Golduck, Spoink, and Gardevoir. Thanks for pronouncing my Pokemon correctly. You're welcome. Uh, that was Ski Jumping again. And then lastly, like we just did, is Speed Skating, which was Snide- Swinub, Gyarados, and Love Disc. There you go. Got it right. Uh, if you want, you know, tag a friend, share it, uh, spread the word. Let's, uh, especially since it's Olympic time, let's see what other people think about this. And uh, we'd love to hear what you guys think about this episode. Anything else you'd like to add before we head out of here? Uh, no, I'm good. No? Feel good. Cool. Awesome. Um, Dan, thanks so much for being here. Thanks for having me. We'll have you back for part two. Great. Thanks. Looking forward to it. Me too. So please remember, as always, to subscribe, follow, and rate. And please continue to participate in our show. For the Who Would Win cast, this has been Steve. This has been Chris. And Dan. And we will see you next time. Bye-bye. is not endorsed by any film or television production companies and is intended for entertainment purposes only. Any and all audio clips are not owned by the Who Would Win cast, and all rights are reserved by the respective copyright holders.